0: just go to cars.com. It's magical. Support for this podcast comes from Frito Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Year's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. We'll just do a, a live read of
1: yeah, a, a dramatic reenactment.
0: Of, yeah, I'll play the part of <laughs> Steph Driver. You play the part <laughs> of Jim from Pennsburg and we'll see how it goes. But welcome to the very first episode of checking out the competition for the 2021 hockey season, which hopefully will not be cursed like the 2020 hockey season was. And we are joined by, in my opinion, one of two only good Pens fans in the entire world. <laughs> Jim Rixner from Pennsburg. Jim, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. That's a wonderful compliment, and I will take it.
0: It's you and Mike Darnay. That's the two. So, we're going to talk a little bit about the Penguins and the Flyers and the new Mass Mutual East Division. And hockey generally, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty excited about the start of the season. I'm super excited that our teams are literally kicking off the entire thing at 5.30 on a Wednesday. You, I'm assuming you're excited too.
1: Yeah, it's always great to start it off and I'm going to be old and grumpy, so I love a 5 o'clock start. That was the cool thing I thought about the summer games when they start at 12 or 4 or whatever.
0: I am obsessed with the idea of a hockey game starting at 5.30. Like work finishes up, I have a little bit of time to put together a snack, sit down on the couch, watch a whole-ass hockey game. It's not even 8 p.m. That's, like, yeah. a dream.
1: It's the life. Those people in the, like, west coast, they got figure it figured out.
0: Right? They yep. know what they're doing out there. I should have moved west. I moved east for a second, and that was a mistake. Big Because mistake. the games didn't start till 8. But, yeah, th- this 5.30 on a Wednesday, I think I'm going to be into it. But um, I want to talk to you a little bit about the Pens. And as we were discussing before we started... You talked with Steph Driver um, on the site a little bit about what we should expect from the Penguins, but just to kind of repeat a little bit, um, how are you expecting the Penguins to start off the season? Are you expecting a little bit of bumps, or do you think that they're going to be able to get rolling
1: in a good way? That's a good question, and like I told Steph, and I'm, I'm not even sure, Like I don't, it might just be me personally, but I don't know what. Have to think, especially when they were so crappy in Toronto in the bubble. Which I, because I thought they were looking pretty good in July in the training camp portion, and then they just fell flat on their faces. So I don't really know if I know, but I mean, I guess because, um, like you know, it's Penguins will play the Flyers on Wednesday and Friday, and then the next two games are the Capitals. So those are the mm-hmm. two main rivals. So I hope they would be engaged and ready to go, and so I guess we'll see soon enough. Yeah, it's
0: if if they can't get up for those four games to start the season,
1: exactly, it might it's, gonna, a it's rough gonna be a going... rough one, long year.
0: Yeah, but but I I do appreciate that you reminded us and everyone listening that the Penguins didn't make the playoffs. I think that's important to note.
1: Well, <laughs> that's, yeah, I that's, <laughs> I think that's semantics. There, like officially, the streak is alive. I don't even think it should be because <laughs> it's a 2014 playoff. But I mean, the Penguins had the seventh best points percentage record last mm-hmm. year, and they kind of. Out of everyone, they kind of got screwed over with that wacky playoff format they dreamed up, but... Yeah,
0: it did not work out for them, but, you know, in the end, it didn't work out for the Flyers either, so it is what it is. Um, One of the things that I'm kind of... I don't know if I'm looking forward to it so much as I'm interested to see how it goes is that we get to make new friends with Boston and Buffalo. Um... Boston, I feel like, I don't know about how it goes for you guys, but I feel like as a Flyers fan, I'm pretty familiar with Boston as a team. I kind of know what to expect from them, even though, you know, we play them just as much as we play Buffalo. Um, But for some reason, I feel like I know literally nothing about Buffalo Sabres. And so I'm kind of excited at the prospect of playing them a whole bunch of times to see what's going on up there. Um, Are you kind of excited about some new blood in the division? Or do you think it's going to be like a non-starter?
1: Yeah, I mean I guess I'm glad that Columbus is going away because they're pretty annoying to kind of like in Carolina too. They're getting they're getting a little up so yeah, I do think in that way. Um the Penguins I think have lost like twelve straight games in Boston. For some reason they can just ne- never win in Boston. So mm. I'm kind of worried about that, but maybe with no fans and all that stuff, maybe it'll be different. Who knows? And I also kinda of feel like the Bruins aren't really as good as they were last year and no one's talking about that a lot like all the preseason predictions just seem to think they're going to be great and I don't know if I buy it yet maybe I will once we see them up close you know but right now I'm skeptical
0: yeah yeah I, I I do find it interesting that so many um you know hockey men and hockey nerds are kind of predicting that it's just a given that Boston is going to win the division and I I don't know I I you know, looking at them on paper and what we've seen out of them the last couple of seasons, like I don't really, it, in my mind, it's not a given. You know what I mean? Like I don't, obviously they're a good hockey team. I just don't think that it's a done deal. But, you know, I don't have a model, so.
1: Right, I don't yeah. Know, nothing, you know what I'm nothing to about. stand behind on that, so. But, you know, but yeah, I agree with you, I think. Because uh, Marshawn, I think, is going to play, but he's had surgery. I think Pashanak's missing the first month or so. So, I don't know. It just To me, it seems like a lot is everything's pointing in the direction that I don't think they're going to be a dominant team, by any means, at least.
0: Yeah. So, speaking of models, um, one of the things that I wanted to talk about a little bit, because I truly can't wrap my brain around this one. And I don't know if you've been paying much attention to any of the small changes that the Flyers have made to the lineup over the off season. Um, I know that the Penguins made kind of a big addition in Kasperi Kapanen. Um, You also made what is technically an addition in Cody CC, but not (laughs) sure if that's actually good for you guys. Um, But one of the things that I was super interested when it came out, um, Micah McCurdy at ineffective math, his hockey viz model, um, he's somebody who I kind of implicitly trust as far as knowing things about hockey, and he has the Penguins finishing second in the division, um, almost four entire points above the Flyers, uh, which is not what I would expect. Just kind of from an eye test perspective, what do you think the the Penguins have done in the off season? that would lead the numbers to suggest that they're going to be that dominant a team in this division this season?
1: Um, a lot of it would have to do with health. Like, Jake Gensel missed half the season last year. Sidney Crosby mm-hmm. was out for a long time. So you, those guys will be back. Jason Zucker came over the team in February, so his addition was really good. So... I like you were saying, like the off season changes, I don't know if that will really help the Penguins, but what's gonna help have to help them is a lot of the guys who didn't play a lot last year will play more. Like even Brian Ross missed some time, Evgeny Malkin missed a little bit of time, stuff like that. So and I think that's when a lot of those models are anticipating I think just everybody plays the full year, which doesn't really happen. So that might be giving them too much credit. Because um, mm. the Penguins just are they I'm um, the top two lines should be really, really good. The top one pair maybe two pairs should be good and then after that I, I think is no one really knows what's going to happen but so that's <laughs> what so will that's the I think the main mystery to me about how this offseason or this season will go is what happens for kind of the depth and the supporting players because they're different and like you said with crazy CC I don't think different always means better and <laughs> yeah <laughs> our crazy old general manager just thinks if you make a lot of changes that if it was bad, it will be good, and it doesn't always work out like that.
0: That's an extremely Flyers fan perspective on things, that you have to do a thing. Like, if you don't do anything, then you've gotten worse.
1: <laughs> but yes. sometimes
0: doing a thing actually does make you worse, so it's better just to do nothing. Um, since you mentioned the top two lines and the top two pairings, can you tell the folks listening who those are at this point?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, Kasperi Kapanen couldn't get his... Visa, immigration, work papers, whatever it is, I don't really know the the thing. So I don't think he's going to play the first two games at all. He has to do, he's in America now, but he has to do his quarantine, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. So right now they've been using Evan Rodriguez with Crosby and Gensel. And I don't know, we'll see how it goes. I think Rodriguez actually had like maybe two years ago in Buffalo, he was actually okay. And so I don't know. I, I just think he's just going to be there for a game or two just to see. Uh, the second line I'm really excited about, like I mentioned, is Jason Zucker and Brian Rust are with Evgeny Malkin. Brian Rust scored a point per game last season. He really stepped out and stepped up big time, and he is now on the top power play as well. So they're hoping it's k- kind of not a one-year fluke. Not I don't want to say fluke, but just not a flash in the pan and he can sustain himself. So that those two uh, lines are really what's going to have to do a lot of the scoring and and really fuel this team.
0: So it's kind of hard um, without any games being played to talk much about, you know, like who's playing well, who's not playing well, like how teams are going to match up, who the hell knows. Um, So I kind of wanted to ask you, like, for example, I'm super excited heading into this game to see how Oscar Lindblom performs on the top line. Right now he's on the top line with Sean Couturier and Travis Konechny. Um, And so I'm kind of excited to see how he does in that kind of a role, because uh, he wasn't on the first line very much at the beginning of last season, then obviously had a whole cancer thing and came back, and it's going to be interesting to see what he looks like. Um, it's hard to be bad with Sean Couturier, but I'm I'm really pumped to see what he looks like. Is there something that you are super excited about seeing in this first game?
1: I don't know if it's super excited, but especially in, it's not a good as good of a story as Lindbaum and everything which is, I mean, I just think it's great, first of all, that he can be back, it seemed like, so soon after, but, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess he's good to go. Um, the Mike Matheson addition, though, on defense, they've even moved him up to play with John Reno. I think Mike Matheson has had a pretty good camp, and I don't know what to expect there. I think as a player, he's okay. His contract is just absolutely terrible. It's like $4.8 million for six years, which is, I don't know what Florida was thinking to give him an eight-year contract, at mm. max. You could give a guy. And Seriously. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll have to see. Like, I, I don't know if he's going to live up to that, but he's kind of young. He has talent. He can skate well. He can move the puck. Like, from a distance, he has a lot of good traits where you would think, like, okay, maybe this could be something. And then he also has his downside, where he, which was what made him a healthy scratch in the playoffs with Florida, that he makes turnovers. He makes mistakes. He's not very strong defensively. But the Penguins love their defensive projects whether it's Justin Schultz even Matt Niskanen they helped his career out a lot they like to take players who are like young and talented that might have had struggles at the beginning of their NHL career and kind of try to turn them around so that is definitely I'm not gonna put Cody C. -C in in that category because I just (laughs) think they're just trying to get through get through the year with him but Mike Matheson I'm hoping looks good especially since he's with John Reno who's a really really solid player And if Matheson can kind of hold up his end of the bargain, I don't think a lot of people are expecting a ton from him, even though as a defenseman, he scores like seven, eight, nine goals a year. He actually scores a lot of goals. So I'm thinking, you know, he could be a positive, pleasant surprise out of this, but that's, that's kind of like, I'm not like as totally excited, like it's an Oscar Limbaugh situation where no matter what happens, that's, that's just cool and good, good stuff, but this could be a disaster with Madison, but for right now, I'm going to choose to be excited.
0: Okay, I respect that. I think that, you know, over the course of a season, we get beaten down pretty well by our teams. So I like the idea of going in just with, like, full-on optimism and excitement. It's the only way to be, in my opinion. So I think you're doing it right. Are there any, I guess, again, it's hard with no games being played, but there, are there any big glaring weaknesses that you can point to on this Penns game this
1: Penns team the big weakness I, I think it's more of a question mark than a weakness is their third line center which they've been trying to fix like pretty much since Jordan Stahl got traded Nick Menino did pretty well there but then they lost him as well and ever since they've just gone from one guy to another and it's it's been a comedy of errors really like when Derek Brassard didn't want to be here doing that and now they're going to try Mark G- Dan a former first-round pick from Calgary, and he—I don't really know if he's going to be it because Teddy Blueger really is the Penguins' third-line center. The Penguins' third-line—or fourth-line, quote-unquote, what they list as a fourth-line, actually plays the third-most minutes of the Hmm. forward groups, and they're really good defensively, but they can't score a lick, so— they're kind of limited in what they can do. So really the Penguins, the biggest question coming into the season is everyone always harps on who the third line center is going to be just because Jordan Stahl was so awesome and that kind of like idea of the one, two, three punch down the middle is, has always been in everyone's head. And I don't think Jankowski is really gonna be the answer. But the Penguins need something from the third line that they want Jared McCann to be the left wing now. He's kind of back bouncing forth between playing wing and center. So they want him to focus, I think, just on wing and offense. And that's probably going to be like kind of towards the trade deadline. What the pens are going to have to do, I think, is add a true kind of third line center.
0: That's interesting because I have I'm not supposed to have questions about Nolan Patrick at this point because he's had a really good camp. But I do. I do wonder how that's going to shake out because that was the big hole for the Flyers as well, three C and then it fixed itself with Nolan Patrick being able to play again. Um, But even when he was healthy, he did not put together a full season of, you know, really good hockey. So I'm, I'm going to be interested to see how he handles it. Um, The short season might actually benefit him a little bit, I think,
1: but yeah, that's good. I'm I'm kinda glad he's back too. You Me know. too.
0: It, it's it's good health wise. i as glad like, as
1: you are, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's never I mean, good like, when someone has to shut it down for I so know. long. But yeah.
0: I mean people think that I hate him like on a personal level. I just never really liked him as a player. And it was yeah. kind of, I got bummed out that like the time that the Flyers won a ridiculous lottery to move all the way up to the second overall pick, it's like you know, not the most exciting draft year
1: <laughs> in recent history. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um but obviously I'm super glad that the kid is going to be able to play hockey again. That's a very good thing. Um I guess the last thing I'll ask you, as always, as we always do, is for a score prediction for the first game, but also the second game because now we get two, not just one.
1: Um. Yeah, and I, I really feel like it's coming in blind just because who knows? I know, who the, the hell knows, game. right? <laughs> who the hell knows? I saw a lot of, it was actually Bruce Boudreaux, the old coach, was talking on the radio, and he made a good case that it's going to be high-scoring games early because the defenses and goalies aren't going to be able to keep up. So uh, I guess that's kind of my prediction is lots of goals because I think both of these teams too kind of maybe the bottom of the defense has some question marks. There's better forwards than defense. We'll put it this way on those teams. So (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised if it's like five, four games. I mean, it seems like a lot, you know, recent history, Penguins Flyers games have been back and forth. The Penguins will get a big league and the Flyers will, you know, whittle it down and make a huge comeback. So I'm hoping it's like a five, four game, especially the first game, first game of the season. Like that'd be good. I think for the league just to start it off with excitement and, these teams I play exciting so. games, so I I will I will hope for two 5-4 wins, and that would be good for me, for the <laughs> Penguins. But who knows? I, would, It certainly wouldn't be shocking, you know, since it's only division games, too. I, it's going to be interesting to see what these teams do, if they're just, like, trying to get to overtime, maybe more, you know, in the third period mm-hmm. if it's tied. Like, I feel like there's so much crazy stuff that we're not really used to or strategies yeah. that might be happening. So it's hard to predict right even... now, but I guess we'll see.
0: Yeah, I hadn't even thought of that yet, but you're right. That's totally going to happen because NHL coaches are, like, the most risk-averse people in the entire world.
1: Exactly. And you know you're only playing the same seven teams all year long. Exactly. So
0: I will, though, join you in hoping for, like, a super exciting, wide-open, just barn burner of a hockey game at 5.30 p.m. on a Wednesday. I would be very (laughs) excited for that. So I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to say 5-3 Flyers is what I'm going to go with.
1: Because, of All course, right.
0: like I have well, to. Yeah,
1: you have to. I don't believe me.
0: And Friday, who the hell knows? I'm going <laughs> to be realistic and say that, that they split this little opening series. So I'm going to say the Flyers are going to win Wednesday. And then the Penguins will win maybe a bit more of a boring game once ever, cause everyone's going to go crazy. I've decided for the first one and then, you know, coaches will, you know, quickly realize that that's just not, we can't have everyone scoring goals and having fun. That's ridiculous. <laughs> fun. Not how you yeah, play yeah. NHL hockey. yeah. I slow it down. Um, so I figure maybe Friday might be a little bit more of like a two, one, three, two, that kind of a, kind of a standard middle of the season hockey game. But in any event, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So, I'm super excited about it
1: no doubt yeah it's peng- penguins and flyers are back so how can it not be fun
0: exactly it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome but we're gonna have a lot of opportunities to talk to each other this season so that's pretty cool um i'll be bothering you guys at pennsburg a lot to talk about hockey that'll be fun hopefully you guys are able to you know, get some cool stuff out over at Pennsburg. If anyone wants to learn about the penguins, I actually popped over there while I was on a phone call with my boss before we recorded this. And I was looking at some stuff you guys have up there. It's very, very good stuff. If you're trying to learn a little bit about the penguins before we play them, um, I learned about Evan Rodriguez when (laughs) who I did not know existed. So there we go. Um, Jim, thank you so much for hanging out with me on a kind of rambly first episode of this little podcast. I appreciate you hanging out. Um, can you tell everybody where they can find you on social media if you want to have some fun with them?
1: Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Um, you can just check us out, like you said, Pensburg at Pensburg or me personally at Hooks underscore Orpic on Twitter.
0: Yeah, I always remember back in my early Broad Street hockey days, Hooks Orpic was like a Kind of like an unspoken. Everybody fucking hated Hooks Orpik in the yeah, BSH comments section. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a, like an unspoken, like oh no, fuck that guy. But turns out you're really cool. <laughs> like who knew?
1: Well,
0: thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, have fun watching the Flyers and the Penguins. Five thirty p.m. tomorrow, Wednesday, on uh, NBC Sports. I believe, right? It's a national game. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Have fun, everybody. Go Flyers.